This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. With Kevin De Bruyne, who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane, and it's another chance to make it three, and he doesn't miss this time. And Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. This is our 32nd and final episode of our second season. Hold back those tears until the very end. Once again, I'm joined by the leader of the Kansas City Spurs fan group, the man who's already designed his Lucas Mora Champions League tattoo and who has booked his June 1st viewing spot at Strange Days Brewing. It's going to be epic. It's Jarabas Mente. How are you, bud? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Secured top four and uh, now just going to be biting my fingernails until June 1st. Indeed, indeed. It's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, now, sadly, we are without voice for this epic finale, but I am delighted to announce some first-timers to the show. They are the masterminds behind the Two Red Gringos podcast, have already planned their own Champions League watch party, and are still bathing in the precious flow of Messi's tears. Coming to us from El Paso, Texas, please welcome Phil Backey and Patrick Staley. Guys, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on. Pat, how are you doing? Good? Doing great. And I'm actually in Mexico City, so a little bit oh, more southern than El Paso, but just quite. Okay, we'll take that. Very good, very good. And because this is our season finale, we <laughs> had to have another guest thrown into the mix. He is our resident and legendary City Fan podcaster and speaking to us from a distance of about 14,256 football field lengths. Yes, I did the math. Uh, just from outside New York City, please welcome back Mr. Tim Crean. How are you, bud? Hey, I'm doing well, and uh, apologies if the voice is a little hoarse. I've been singing Wonderwall for the last 36 hours straight here. So you have. Yeah, you probably downloaded it on iTunes and all that. Back to back. Now, before we get started, I want to draw quick attention to our survey that we just posted. Uh, obviously, we're committed to bringing you guys only the best EPL quiz content and debate, so do us a solid if you could. Answer some questions about our show. It literally takes like a minute to fill out. And, of course, we'd love to hear what you think. So link is on our Twitter page and on our Facebook page as well guys let's get into it our last episode of the season and we're going to start with our usual game it's called all three points from the three topics given each person or team is going to get a statistical question stemming from the topic and then a round of discussion will follow afterwards three points for a correct guess here are today's topics city crowns 2018 slash 19 champions the top four conclusion liverpool spurs Champions League final preview. Uh, so, Tim, you're going to kick us off this week. Go ahead and pick a topic for us. I saw G. I yeah. wonder. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let's you know what? Choose. I'll go with I'll go with Man City winning the title for the second consecutive year. Shock horror! Shock horror! There. Uh, City, yes, are crowned the champions thanks to goals from Sergio Aguero, Laporte, Riyad Mahrez, and Gundogan. Final score was four-one City in their game. Uh, here's your quiz question for you, Tim. Who scored City's final goal of the season in the 2013-14 era to give them EPL victory? Was it Sami Nasri, Vincent Company, or Sergio Aguero? Wow. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Aguero seems like the obvious choice, and uh, and Company seems like the least obvious. So without knowing this off the top of my head, I'll, uh, I'll split the difference and go Sami Nasri. Unlucky, but no, it is not. It was Vincent Company, would you believe wow. it? Yeah, he's still got it then and now, obviously, yeah. as he got that crucial goal. <laughs> All right, Tim, let's go into it then. So four titles in the last 10 years. Uh, something's clearly working here. First time doing it back-to-back. Um, what's the what's the plan moving forward? The quadruple, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the 
the plan moving forward is just continue the streak, which is unprecedented. I mean, it's a situation where they're on track to win the domestic uh, triple this year for the domestic treble for the you know first time. They uh, you know were in all four competitions all the way down to the end. They won back to back EPL titles for the first time in a decade, and. Yes, there is going to be a little bit of movement here and there in the summer. Um, a few, I think, lesser players will go. The you know, a few. I'm sure a few will come in. But as long as Pep Guardiola is at Manchester City, I think the train keeps on rolling, and then that's the plan. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, let me throw a question to Pat and Phil here, guys. Commiserations, obviously, Liverpool fans getting so close to taking it. Um, even on the, the final day, there was that moment where Brighton scored that goal which gave them hope, but sadly it wasn't to be. Um, what is, uh, well, give me your thoughts, first of all, on City's performances throughout the season and then obviously uh, turning to Liverpool's as well. Well, all things kicked off, I guess. But sure. uh, the, bottom, the bottom line is, you know, when we, when we hit the new year, Liverpool and City were, were basically kind of, we knew it was going to be toe-to-toe um, and City win, win the game at the Eddie had uh, to narrow the gap to four and, and, and so on and so forth. We knew... With 14 games left, City needed to win every every game, 14 in a row, mm-hmm. um, to win the title, and they did that. Which is, I mean, for any season, 14 wins in a row is incredible. So for them to see that out, I I thought, you know, I I really did think that there were a few hurdles in there that would be tricky for them, um, and uh, you know, for both of the two teams competing for the title to win, you know, City win 14 in a row, Liverpool win nine in a row. Um, to close out the season and it was just one of those that uh it would be it would be you know if city blinked then then liverpool would pounce and sure. and they did they didn't blink so that is it's the nature of the beast i guess in a title race like this where 98 points is uh you know the second <laughs> second most mm-hmm. and liverpool just ha- happened to get the third most in the same season so mm-hmm. that that I don't know. At some point, you just have to hold your hands up, hands up, and and say what a season it was for for both teams. Honestly, sure. sure. Pat, what are your thoughts? I'm not. I'm going to be bitter about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only, only Liverpool could finish with 97 and still not take home the Premier League trophy. But I'll, I'll say this because Phil summed it up about as perfectly as you can that City were perfect in the home stretch and beyond. But as you know, you start tuning in against Leicester, against United, um, all of those those ones where we thought maybe there's a chance where City dropped points. Uh, we got to see City a little bit closer, where we wouldn't always tune into those matches. And, you know, we all know how much of an offensive juggernaut they are. And, and maybe it's the way the teams line up against City. But I was just stunned by, you know, a lot was made of, um, you know, LFC overall, in terms of goals allowed, had the best defense in the league. But just that final run, City not just, you know, getting goals here and there to, to, to get all three points, but defensively, like these these teams didn't really have a chance mm-hmm. against them, right? And so it was just, you see what, as you know, Liverpool is, is somewhat of an underdog, you see like what you're up against watching them kind of week in and week out. And yeah, you, you tip your hat at a, a club that just from top top to bottom in that squad is just you know, unbeatable. So, yeah, yeah. but I will more. just, just as the last, the last point before sure. we close out is I am glad that, uh, you know, 
that is not the end of of Liverpool's season um, where so many past seasons we haven't had anything to look to beyond the final day of the Premier League. <laughs> we still have a Champions League final mm-hmm. to come and the second second straight trip. So there you go. We'll take it. <laughs> All right, Joe, we're going to move over to you for this next point. So we have two topics left to guess. We have the top four conclusion and Liverpool Spurs Champions League preview. So which one would you like to pick? Let's see. Uh, you know what? Let's save Liverpool Spurs because I think I'll... Nah, let's talk about it now. All right. I, <laughs> I was just so nervous. I want to do it now. All, All right. right. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do it now. Let's pick that one then. In a podcast first, one of our categories is actually a preview as we get ready for the mouthwatering all-English final between Liverpool and Spurs. So, Jared, your quiz question. When was the last time we had an all-English Champions League final? Was it 2006, 2008, or 2012? An all-English final would have been... Uh, is it Chelsea United, the famous John Terry slip, 2008? It was! Yeah! <laughs> oh, nice work, yeah. Jared. Bam! That's where it is. <laughs> nice work indeed. You got the... Well, there wasn't any bonus points, but you would have got them if uh, they were there for guessing <laughs> the actual matchup too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Let's get to it then. Uh, we have our... All English final coming up between Liverpool and Spurs. Uh, I'm going to ask the most obvious question of the lot. Who's going to take the win here, Jared? You know, I've I've been wrong so many times. Any, anybody who's kind of listened, I've primarily picked against Spurs in this entire run. <laughs> I think every Spurs uh, fan has, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I just not to rub salt in the wound for Tim, but I mean, we got through the group stages by the you know by the skin of their teeth. I mean, the the planets I had to align. And, and I, I'm still convinced you know, we still P, we owe PSV Eindhoven beers or something. Uh, <laughs> but getting through barely on goals, uh, showing up against Borussia Dortmund, and then just somehow pulling the rabbit out of the hat against against City. And I'm, I'm sure Tim, you know, is still has some thoughts on VAR. It is. It still uh, hurts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just you know. Like I said, I've been wrong every single time, and I'm almost ashamed of it. I mean, this team, this is just, it feels like a little a little bit of a run of destiny. And um, I would have said, you know, there's firing against that City team. I mean, they looked, you know, poised for the quadruple, and then we come out of it. And then this Ajax team, an Ajax team of destiny, the 19-year-old Delict. And then you come back in the way you did. I mean, hell, anything could happen. My right. heart tells me uh, that, yes, of course, Spurs will lift the trophy, but... If you look at it the way they line up, I mean, Spurs are so, you know, they're still banged up. Uh, I think this three weeks is going to benefit both sides. I think, you know, we need a little bit of healing on both sides. And that's what you want as a as a neutral, right? I mean, if you're a neutral, you want Mo Salah. You want Firmino. You want Harry Kane. You want them all to play in this match. And I'm not sure about the fitness of, uh, you know, the guys were in red. But uh, if Harry Kane running onto the pitch at the end of... Uh, regulation in Amsterdam is any indication we might see him um, and you kind of think dude just have surgery and stay home like we need you one full fitness season that'd be great yeah. um, I don't know honestly this is me just stalling because it, it's just we know Liverpool uh, so you know it'll be interesting uh, you know to kind of see how we line up uh, I don't think the uh, Fernando holding down the long ball and knocking things down against Virgil van Dijk is going to be the plan and is going to work. Um, unlike how that worked against some other clubs in the past and kind of switched it up and really won that match in Amsterdam. So tactically, 
I think this matches up more classically for Spurs, uh, having some you know speedy wing backs come in, and then hopefully uh, Lucas Mora and Hungmin Son just put them in bubble wrap uh, for the next three weeks. <laughs> put them on uh, because <laughs> yes, exactly. Because the last thing I need is you know somebody stepping off a curb and you know blowing a knee out or something like that. But um, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I mean, as a neutral, you got to look at these two clubs and you know that they're going to score some goals. And uh, really, for Spurs fans and for my own cardiac health personally, I would just like to do it before, uh, you know, the 90 plus six. Right. Absolutely. Uh, let's start with Pat on this one then. All right, Pat, so go ahead and give us your uh, your take on this, uh, this mouth-watering fixture. Feels good to be the favorite for once. We know <laughs> from the past few years under Klopp, he's ushered in a handful of, uh, you know, runs of destiny that didn't quite work out so we're we're hoping that uh the spurs season ends like that but you know it's that ix team was was great to watch uh they've all been like really really close matches you know liverpool eking out most of the wins um but then i think the draw previously too but it's all been close and but you know i think this is I always feel that in any sport, like the team has to go through some type of, you know, trial. The team has to fail on the biggest stage in order to then go and and, and get it. Um, we've seen that failure a lot as Liverpool fans and Phil and <laughs> Phil and I both being Cubs fans, Chicago too. But oh, man. <laughs> I, I like we've tasted we've tasted that defeat, and I'm hoping that that gives. LFC the edge, um, and you know what, what's going to be a cool final. Mm-hmm. Phil, your thoughts? Yeah, I think. I think last season's trip to the final has has made this. It's added a, a, another layer to to LFC's kind of motivation ahead of this one. And like you said, I mean, we have three weeks ahead of it. Just giving all of the starting eleven, which has you know pretty much broken themselves in in trying to keep up with City for the for the title. Giving all of them just a few weeks to kind of rest and recuperate. I, I really think that you'll see the team come out just extremely hungry mm-hmm. uh, for that trophy, especially given the disappointment of not winning the league. So we came up last season against that that crafty team that's been there before and been there and done that. And I'm hoping now, given the fact that Liverpool's had this Champions League run where they've played you know, PSG and Napoli in the group stage and they've overcome Bayern, you know, champions of <laughs> across the UEFA, you know, sure. federation. Mm-hmm. I hope that they are now kind of that team that's been there, done that, where they were staring down, you know, a three nothing uh, away leg loss at, at Barca and, and stormed all the way back with with Div Vakarigi leading the line. So I think I, I just I really think that the team and uh, kind of the whole club is is looking at this not only as a way to close out the season on a positive note, a, a season that's brought so much good, but obviously has came up short in the league. I think it's it's a way for the whole club to kind of round things out positively and at the same time avenge, you know, some of the wrongs that I think Liverpool fans felt last season at the hands of Real Madrid. So um, it also, you know, puts the opponent in the same in the same shirts as well, you know, all white kits. So we can uh, we can <laughs> think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll look to avenge the uh, the loss to the team in all white from last season as well. Uh, Tim, let me get your uh, thoughts on this game as as a neutral on this, so to speak. Where, where do you think this this one goes? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, my first choice is that, uh, you know, no one gets hurt, but that the stadium catches on fire and they declare both teams to be losers. Uh, I <laughs> wow. Think, wow. I think that would be my, uh, yeah, that would be my first, uh, my first <laughs> choice. Because uh, I am not, I am not the one who roots for teams that beat you because then it shows how good you were and things like that. Uh, I'm absolutely a Salty City fan about uh, <laughs> not being in it for the quadruple here. Sure. And uh, I get that, you know, the loss to Tottenham and, you know, credit to Tottenham they came out especially in that first match and did what they had to do where Pep didn't put out a lineup that uh that he should have and uh and that eventually cost them but no you know I'm as far as the match goes itself I, I think that you know my my head says Liverpool I think that uh you know Patrick hit it on the head is from American sports you see this all the time that you know the teams that ultimately win are the teams that go and fail and learn from it and things like that and Liverpool Seems like they're very poised to uh, to do that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am kind of be, I will be rooting for Tottenham. I think just because uh, you know it would be interesting to see uh, Liverpool not be able to uh, hold up any trophies this year. I think from a from a, a fun of uh, banter perspective. <laughs> but the other thing that I find interesting, while I'll be rooting for Tottenham, is and I, I'm interested to get your guys' perspective on this. What's with uh, Pochettino saying that he might walk away if they win the trophy and it sounded like a joke and then he said he wasn't joking? And yeah. is, is that at all a worry for you? I mean, because it does seem that, you know, obviously with the new stadium, everything, it looks like he's very set up for future success with Spurs. But, you know, he's also a guy who I think is is um, takes some inspiration and, and really uh, looks to Pep Guardiola, I think, um, for uh, inspiration and things like that. And that, you know, seeing Pep stay a few years and move around and move around and kind of both take things in from other leagues and other teams and, and give out his philosophy to other teams and other leagues. I mean, how, how serious do you think the chance is if Tottenham uh, wins here that he walks? I'll give that question to Jared. <laughs> I, I it, it depends on how big the truckload of money is. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's some truckloads I, out there. I think – Eventually, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, it's a business. Uh, but what I love about what I love about that, and you know, you hit the nail on the head. I think I think Pep is like this too. You know, these guys are almost like philosophers about it, right? Uh, you know, you listen to them, you know, talk about their, you know, their their take to the game, and just you just saw the emotion flow from Poch, which I think was a combination of just passion for the game and honestly, just five years of toil, um, really kind of come to the uh, come to the front. I do I know he was kidding or joking or serious he said he was serious and and i think there's part of him that that is like that you know like i have i have climbed this mountain why would i climb this mountain again let's go let's do something else looking for another challenge and i think there's something inspiring to take from that obviously if you're a supporter you kind of put your fingers in your ears and go la 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 la. no 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 you're staying we're gonna do it again uh like you said you have all these shiny new toys and you're for once, you've gotten Daniel Levy to open up the checkbook, which, as far as I'm concerned, makes you a freaking wizard. So, <laughs> uh, long story short, uh, I have no idea. I hope that uh, you know we at least get a couple more years of Poch. But looking back on it and all that, I mean these these guys just love playing for this man. I mean, I, I where would where would Danny Rose be without Mauricio Pochettino? And I'll tell you. It's not drinking Heineken uh, after winning uh, a <laughs> uh, uh, Champions League semifinal. 
All right, guys, let's swiftly move on to our last topic, which is, of course, the top four conclusion. And Phil and Pat, this is for you. The top four race concludes with Chelsea taking third spot and Tottenham taking fourth spot. So your guys' quiz question as a team, what EPL season were Spurs bumped out of that top four spot thanks to Chelsea taking the Champions League crown? Was it 2011 to 12, 2012 to 13, or 2013 to 14? What do you guys think? I mean, because... I'm, I'm going to let you take this one, Phil. <laughs> 12-13 was Bayern, Bayern and Dortmund, I think, in the final. So I'm going to go... I think it was 11-12 that... Uh, was that Di Matteo won the Champions League? I'll go 11-12. Yeah, 11-12. 11-12 is absolutely That's correct. Right. <laughs> absolutely right. It God, is, yeah. It's I a- can't believe Di Matteo has a Champions League trophy. Isn't that crazy? Important to note Bayern losing in the final and then, uh, you know, very disappointingly and then coming back and winning it the following year in a all-same-country uh, oh. final. So just... Just saying, maybe, you know. Interesting. We like, we like those kind of stats. Um, guys, based on the overall performances of these top four teams, uh, do we think it's a kind of a fair reflection where they ended up versus their overall performances? I'll give this question to uh, to Phil. Yeah, that um, sounds like a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I will say, I will say that the the race the race for top four obviously had a had quite a bit of banter there towards the end of the season because it was just it it, it was just such a strange kind of run in um it was almost the opposite of of city and liverpool you know no one's flinching no one no one's giving an inch um whereas all of the teams in the race for top four (laughs) were were just seemingly not not willing to to get the job done i think of the teams that were in contention i think spurs and chelsea getting it is probably fair in terms of uh representation in the champions league next season um even though I I think there is such a strange feeling around Chelsea right now with Sari and the the criticism that he came in came in for during the season, I think they're in a very strange place, especially now that this transfer ban is kind of maybe looming over their heads as well. I'd, so I think next season will be will be a tough one for Chelsea, especially given the fact that they may have some some big uh, outbound transfers as well, depending on what Hazard uh, decides to do. But um, but as far as Spurs, I think I don't think anyone saw the way that the Arsenal or United played in the second half of the season and said like those guys deserve to be in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is I think it is fair. Um, even I've though I've never said Arsenal of... deserve to play in Champions League. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Well, that's, a, that's I'm, and I'm sure I know uh, we've gotten as Liverpool fans, we don't get much support from the uh, the Arsenal fans in town, but the uh, El Paso El Paso Gooners are are firmly on on Liverpool's side in the Champions League final. Oh, so uh, <laughs> so are KCT so, yeah. Gooners. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you know, it makes uh, makes for odd bedfellows at this season but sure. um but the bottom the bottom line is that uh is that I, I do think it's fair even though both teams seemed like they might throw it away at any given point i do, I do think it's a fair reflection of uh of the teams that deserve to be on the highest stage because i think arsenal and united still have a lot of work to do before sure. they're they're at that type of level i would agree with that yeah pat would you uh, would you agree with that yeah part of me kind of hoped that Tottenham would slip out of the top four with their new stadium being built and the need for cash. Um, <laughs> he but they, they, they got it. No, no Sadist. Oh, man. Um, 
I don't know, but I have to bring this up too because you know, in talking about the top four, I've got to take a shot at City anytime I can. <laughs> and I, I, it's somewhat recent. I don't know if it came out today, but it was the time saying that City could face a one-year uh, Europe ban. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to open up another Heineken um, at the thought of them <laughs> out of Europe. Um, <laughs> We can all see this, by the way, listeners. He's got his camera on and he's uh, he's sipping on it quite gloriously. Which I'm offended by. There's zero alcohol, but that's that's another. <laughs> no, I think I I don't know. Given uh, Chelsea was Chelsea was kind of a disaster with up and downs. Um, I I don't know. Tottenham's like 13 losses and still getting in the top four blew me away. <laughs> but no, I mean, there's just, I, there's such a clear divide, I think one between city and Liverpool, but that then impacted what's going to happen. You know, you would think they would have more to play for, but maybe somebody like Chelsea Tottenham, not, you know, not putting quite as much into it because they felt safer and they know they're not going to be challenging for the title. So I think that might have impacted them a little bit and caused them to take their foot off the gas. But, you know, Tottenham more so overall. I'm impressed with Spurs this year, signing absolutely nobody, (laughs) still getting top four, and making it to the final of the Champions League. I've got nothing but respect for Pochettino after this season. Um, You know, I want us to absolutely demolish them. Uh, But I think (laughs) top four kind of shaped out the way it was meant to be. Like if Arsenal had somehow snuck in, I don't think there's anybody aside from maybe the El Paso Gunners that say they deserve it. And United being an absolute disaster with no hope in sight. Um, <laughs> you know, for once, you know, even though we kind of hung our heads and not in shame, but in disappointment at the end of the season, kind of feels good to to be where Liverpool are in relation to some of the other clubs as well. Gotcha. Jared, any uh, closing thoughts on this one? I agree. I think it's shuck out right. I mean... <laughs> Uh, United just with ate- the Europe ban. I I agree with the Europe ban. I <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, financial fair play is a joke, uh, right, Tim? It uh, absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he agrees. I like it. <laughs> no, I think it's shook. I mean, United they just must get their house in order. I mean, we we spent a long time last week, you know, uh, uh, kind of talking about how. I mean. You're talking about losing Paul Pogba because he wants to go and win trophies. And if you are a United supporter, that I just has to break your heart uh, based on what they what they've established in that brand, right? Arsenal, hot garbage, always. Boyce isn't here to defend it, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, but in reality, there's plenty of talent on that team, and it it honestly came down to uh, Per Emmerich Aubameyang penalty. In the North London Derby, they yeah. win that match. That's converted, and bam, they're in Europe. Uh, so I think it shook out the way it was, but I, I had no delusions. It very easily, you know, Spurs weren't weren't exactly taking it with conviction, especially if you watch that West Ham match. So I think it shook out, but I do think that we were fortunate. Let's move on, guys, to our next game, which is uh, a round of rumor mill. Uh, so how this works is I'm going to give you guys a quote or a line from a newspaper or online resource from the last few days. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were in fact printed or just something completely made up. So it's basically true or false. Two points for a correct guess. And Jared, you're up first with this one. Man United missed out on signing Ajax captain Matisse Dali because they were told he would become too fat. 
Is that true or false? <laughs> you know what? This would have been in Mourinho land. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll bite. Yeah, sure. Why not? It is true. Yeah. According to the <laughs> oh mirror. Oh, my God. How they, stupid is that? Yeah. I mean, good guess. But, yeah. Can you can you say? I guess you can. Like, maybe I mean, not those signed, exact words, but. <laughs> they signed Luke Shaw. So, I, I don't know what they were so concerned about. True. Like, <laughs> Phil Jones? Like, what are yeah. we talking about? Let's, let's, let's bring out the list for sure. Uh, Tim, bud, this next one is for you. England defender Harry Maguire is now considered a target for Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Manchester United. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, for pretty much everyone at this point is rumored to go pretty much everywhere. So, uh, I think Harry Maguire is one of those guys. True. It is true, yes. Nice work, Tim. That'll get you those two points. Harry Maguire is now clearly wanted by all these clubs. Which one is he going to go to, though? What do you think? It seems like, to me, it makes sense for him to uh, to go to Tottenham with Vertonghen agent out and Eldevereld probably on his way out as well. So that'd be my first guess, is he seems like a good you know, upper mid-level guy that they can bring in with some of this newfound money. Okay, we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, Pat and Phil as a team, this last one is for you. Real Madrid are ready to make Welsh international Gareth Bale train with the under-23s unless he finds a new club. Is that true or false, guys? I mean, my my test-taking is telling me it's false because... We've had two trues, but that does sound that sounds that sounds extremely legit because I know he's had a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Pat, what do you think about this one? I saw the the quotes by Zidane actually, you know, basically telling him to hit the bricks. But I didn't see anything about the U twenty threes. So maybe we're over analyzing this, but I think we gotta go with false. Is that your final decision? It's false, is it? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with false. It is true, guys. Oh. The Sun wrote this article saying oh, that he... No. See, we don't read the Sun. We don't read the Sun. It doesn't count. It's no fresh. one reads the Sun. No, that's, yeah. that's the point of this game. It's frustrating because no one reads this shit. But uh, <laughs> I have to read it. Anyway, let's uh, let's <laughs> move on to our last contest of the game, which is a round of player profile. So as usual, I'll provide five different clues to a different Premier League player. The first person or team to shout their name and correctly guess said player will win those two points. But you only get one guess, as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. So this week, your clue to these players is trophy lifters. Sorry, Jared. Uh, this translates... Yeah. They'll be on our team. <laughs> <laughs> this, this translates to players who have lifted the EPL trophy since 2010. So it's quite a way back. Um, so guys, you're clear on this. Tim, you shout Tim. Jared, you shout Jared. And then Phil and Pat, you can shout each other's names if you want. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we good to go? Oh, let's go. Gringos. Let's, let's see how this goes. <laughs> Player number one has lifted the trophy with two different clubs is 26 years of age plays for the Algerian national team Tim Ringos Tim what do you think uh that is uh my guy Swaggy Ree Riyad Mahrez Swaggy Ree wow is Swaggy Uh, real is that a real thing (laughs) 
Yeah, he, he shoots like Nick Young, uh, the basketball player, with no conscience. So uh, I've dubbed him Swaggy Re on the podcast. Very cool. All right, I like that. And, and yes, that is absolutely correct. And I'll get you those, those two points. Uh, the last clues on this one was, is a winger. First name is Swaggy Re, apparently. Um, player, <laughs> player number two is 32 years old. Is a Danish international. Plays for Leicester City. Tim. Yes, Tim. Uh, I guess another original uh, Man City prospect, Casper Schmeichel. Casper Schmeichel, uh, yes, that is absolutely correct. Right. And that'll get you those two points. Good grab there. I literally could think of a Danish player. <laughs> Who was I just that had old? Christian Eriksson. The other clues on that one were, I, is a goalkeeper and first name is Casper. Casper Schmeichel. Nice work, Tim. Player number three is a defender. Is 33 years of age. Tim. Yes, Tim. Wow. I'm just going to go Vincent Company since I'm on a roll here. It is Vincent Company. Right. <laughs> he is on a roll. Damn, look out. Uh, so, yeah, nice work. Two points there. The other clues were a Belgian international plays for Manchester City. First name is Vincent. Vincent Company. Real quick, Tim, do we see him playing next year, year after next? How, how long has he got? Yeah, I think he's got one more year in him before he's transitioned into the uh, legend slash front office something role that he is uh, he's bound for. I mean, he he had a, he's had a lot of trouble staying on the field. This year has been his healthiest in probably two or three years here. But uh, a guy who's that big a club legend, I don't think you can let go. I think they'll find a way to uh, to offer him some kind of money next year At to, uh, New to York keep FC. him out. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the yeah. mls wilson company oh. yeah i don't think he'll be joining claudio bravo there next year we'll see <laughs> claudio bravo oh my god crazy crazy all right player number four is a brazilian international has been with this club since 2013 plays as an attacking midfielder plays for chelsea tim Tim is on fire. Yes, Tim. William? It is William. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. And I'll get you those two points. Uh, The last clue on that one. uh, Last name is, I can't even say it, Borges de Silva? (laughs) I don't know if that would have helped. Probably not, anyway. Uh, But yes, it is. uh, is also Brazilian. Look at that. (laughs) Love it. Uh, This last player of the game has scored 18 goals this season currently. Wears the number nine shirt. Is an Englishman. Gringos. Yes, Phil or Pat. <laughs> Vardy. It is Vardy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> on the board there. We'll take it. Uh, the other clues were list, lifted the trophy in the 2015-16 season. And once hosted a unforgettable party, Jamie Vardy. God love it. <laughs> um, guys, that is that is the game. And it actually was kind of a close one. But uh, the final scores here, Jared came away with five. Team Gringos also came away with five. But Tim, bud, congratulations. The very end there. You got your points. You got Thank 10 in the you. win. <laughs> How do you feel? All right. Oh, I feel great to, uh, to wrap up a season like that. Uh, just like City, go out a winner. Go out as a winner. We'll take it. Love it. <laughs> you know what's funny, too? I think we opened our season with you, Tim, winning it. So, uh, you know, full circle, circle of life. There you go. Nice bookends. There you go. We'll take oh, it. It's poetical. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, team Gringos. Commiserations again. Obviously, not 
quite winning this quiz and also with Liverpool. Um, but <laughs> go, and, go and tell us a little bit more about your, your podcast, uh, how we can listen in, how often you guys record, all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're on every, every podcast platform you guys could uh, think of, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Um, if you uh, just search Two Red Gringos, um, you can also find us on Twitter. Plenty of banter going on on uh on twitter um at two red gringos and uh yeah we we record i mean we try to keep it regular um but with us being as remote as we are and with different work things going on we we sometimes get a little irregular so the end of the season has been uh has been a little sporadic um but we should be back with with uh some episodes before the champions league final so nice. everyone be sure to check those out very cool, very cool. And where are you guys uh, officially watching the game? Do you have like a, a bar lined up or uh, where are you guys planning to watch it? Well, in El Paso, we've got uh, the District Pub and Kitchen, which is our, our regular spot. They've been nice. really good. So uh, it'll be it'll definitely be a good a good showing and, and it should be a, a party down there. And then Pat has got a spot in Mexico City as well. Andrew. Yeah, we've got Doghouse Pub, where the typical group of expats go, and then there's the local Mexicop group, which has outrageous numbers. Like I was with them to watch the Premier League uh, final week, and we they probably had close to about 50 there. Oh, wow. um, so that's a light day for them. But uh, no, I'll be on vacation in Valle de Bravo, watching from whatever <laughs> hotel we're at. Very cool. Very nice. All right, Tim, once again, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your podcast, uh, Citizens Abroad. Where can we listen in and all that fun stuff? Absolutely. Uh, the same places, I'm sure, as you get all the rest, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, all those places. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Citizen, Abro- or at Citizen Podcast. And uh, I will also say I'm looking forward to the uh, Podcasters Cup on uh, the Who Kicked the Corner Flag podcast this summer, Indeed. participating in that. And uh, just so you know, on June 1st, I will be at my local pub watching Mets Diamondbacks. <laughs> um, instead of uh, this other game that I hear is going on, yeah, so it'll be on that TV in the. That's corner. where you can You'll find me. No love. You'll have no that. Love. Yeah, there'll be that either. Jared Bird, commiserations once again. Uh, no victory here, but uh, let's hope June first. Strange days brewing are going to host us. Uh, let's let's hope, right? Uh, yes, uh, it is going to be uh, uh, huge. Uh, permits have been applied for, so if you are. Uh, uh, if you're in the Kansas City area, uh, and uh, you know, please come on out. We are spilling out to the parking lot. It's going to be a festival type atmosphere. It's going to be absolutely a blast. If you are a Liverpool fan, do not come. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys are down uh, in the Power and Light District, which uh, of uh, uh, Kansas City World Cup fame. Going to be really a lot of fun. Strange Days Brewing. That's our official supporters club. That's where Casey Spurs hang out. Uh, come on out. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be pretty wild, and uh, we'll see how it all pans out. Well, folks, that is it for today, and officially concludes our second season. Uh, big thanks to today's guests, Jerobas Mente, Tim Crean, Phil Vacchi, and Patrick Staley. also want to give a huge shout-out to all of our season guests this year. Thank you so much for your time and contributions. Uh, as Tim mentioned, don't forget, this June we are kicking off our first official Podcasters' Cup tournament, where sports podcasters and bloggers will go head-to-head in our EPL Quizzical Challenge, so do keep your period for updates on that and as usual don't forget to share the love by rating us on itunes and of course subscribing to episodes you can check out our musings on our twitter page kick corner flag as well as our facebook page and instagram handle at kick corner flag all good stuff final words tim 
Yeah, well, first of all, uh, thank you guys. Congratulations on the second uh, season here. Thank it's, you. It's uh, always fun to be on. Always fun to listen to. And thanks, uh, buddy. It's yeah, no problem. It's just been a, it's been a great uh, a great season for uh, for football podcasts and for uh, Manchester City. So I couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, Phil. Yeah, uh, echo the sentiments. Thanks for thanks for having us on, especially for the for the finale. Um, and obviously over here in in. Uh, LFC land where we're all eagerly awaiting both both June 1st um, for what is hopefully a happy ending to the season and uh, and we're waiting on those uh, those UEFA commissions as well for uh, ruling on on Man City's financial fair play so you know hopefully uh, hopefully we get some uh, some positive results there as well we're sending a whole team of lawyers to Madrid don't worry about it so. oh, I love it Pat any final words bud I'd take a points deduction um, but I'll settle for number six in Madrid. So yeah, thank, thanks so much for having us. Love it. And Jared. Hey man. Uh, thank you all for coming on and, uh, you know, listeners, I promise to, uh, you know, win more. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> win more. That's the goal for next season. We'll take it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week. 